I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. Greg Wade, Jeff Howe with you. Our producer Cameron Parker alongside. Glad to have you with us as well. And uh, you can certainly avail yourself of the Specs text line with questions or thoughts or comments at 337-3776-512-337-3776. On the Specs text line, somebody said prayers for Dallas Stars. Uh, Hockey player Joe Pavelski and his family as he has passed away. That's there was a horrible hit on him last night. Uh, he was down, uh, got back up, and was uh, helped off the ice uh, as he left during during the playoff game last night. Um, uh, he and and uh, did appear uh, wobbly as as he uh, left the ice. But I had not heard that he passed away. Uh, 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 all I heard. I don't see that on Twitter. Yeah, all I'm seeing is Joe Pavelski's status. Uh, he was able to get to his knee, speak to the trainer before he skated over to the bench. They said he was doing okay. His status for game two, tomorrow night uncertain. Yeah, that, I, that's why. I'd... You know, and it. it, it that, I don't know if that was – it doesn't appear when, when you read that text that that, 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 that is tongue-in-cheek. It could have just been a, you know, a well, big mistake. Uh, uh, I hope it wasn't tongue-in-cheek because that's – we joke about a lot here on this show, but that's yeah, – I don't – just doesn't – the whole thing just doesn't Okay, well Texter, you have the advantage I've seen nothing. Absolutely There's, there's, there's nothing. nothing out there about Joe Pavelski. Okay, good. So uh, I'm asking you, Texter, who says prayers for him and his family's passed away. I'm asking you, where'd you get that? Would you like to tell us where you got it? Because there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that says he's passed away on that. Uh, yeah, and then we're getting several texts in that he did not. So. Yeah, good, good. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the, that was the hit from Matt Dumba the, uh, from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, who's initially assessed a five-minute major, uh, then it was changed to a two-minute misdemeanor roughing penalty. So, um, yeah, you know, I have not heard anything else from that. So, um, again, for the texter, if if you were just texting just to see if we would read it, uh, congratulations, you win. Okay, 
It's all right. You know, whatever. Uh, I'd I'd rather I'd rather be incorrect about something like that than have you be correct on that. So, so deep breath. That's good because that would not have that, that would have been awful. I uh, said, so if it isn't true, block that texter. <laughs> I would just like to to. I mean, was it? If you were trying to be a a, a jokester about it, okay, um, maybe some reevaluation might be in order about the things you might do that something. So, uh, yeah, and like somebody said, that would be a, be BS not funny. <laughs> if and and not and and I'm just hoping when it said prayers for, I was hoping that maybe it's just got some bad information on something, heard something on that. I'm not sure, but anyway, he he was helped off the ice and then and then uh they said he they said he was doing okay, but again, status for tomorrow night's game 2 is uncertain. So somebody said, "Who texted that?" Not cool. It was just a number, just a number, and it's and it's someone who has texted us. Um, and and looking at the other text from this person, they look regular texts going back months. They look there. Nothing looks really weird. Probably a little bit embarrassed now. Yeah, probably just a little bit embarrassed now uh, about that. So anyway, I'm glad that that's not the case as well. Uh, there were a couple other uh, cleanups, real cleanup, <laughs> on the uh, Specs text line at 337-3776 about the Draymond Green story. Somebody said, uh, uh, I'm not a uh, Draymond supporter or sympathizer, but that was a BS call on him. How would it have looked? If Draymond blows out a knee trying to hop over Sabonis, who's holding his leg in an ankle lock resembling Jeff Van Gundy without the leg ride. Guess what? When you've been uh, one of the biggest Richards in the NBA over the last decade, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Sorry. You it's there you're just not gonna get you're not gonna get the call to work that way because of your track record on the deal. Like now, Draymond just owned his 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 reputation as being the the guy who I'll clean up what Gary Payton said about Dennis Rodman in the last dance, the mess up stuff guy. If you just own that, like we've seen mess up stuff guys throughout the history of the league that just owned it. Like Bill Lambeer never apologized for who he was. Rick Mahorn, Dennis no. Rodman, no. Uh, even like a Lance Stevenson, they never apologized for just being the nuisance Dirty that players. they could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know Draymond just. I don't know. I just I'm, the act is. I'm just. I'm just tired of it. I'm just done. Yeah, um, yeah. So somebody and and a lot of folks are are weighing in on that. And uh, um, <laughs> the, 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 I heard, uh, Richard Jefferson and JJ Reddick on a podcast it was just like a clip that came up. I was on Facebook yeah. or YouTube or something. It was a little short, and uh, they were talking about Prime Shack and. Richard Jefferson was just aghast that Draymond Green claimed he could defend Prime Shaq. He's like, Shaq was seven one and three hundred plus pounds and was athletic. Like, what? What was Draymond Green actually going to do to Prime Shaq? He wouldn't have been able to do anything. Nothing. So I don't know. It's just this Draymond thing. Oh, I could guard anybody in any era. Blah blah blah. Yeah. 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 Uh, somebody said Draymond. I hate him unless he's on your team. Yeah, somebody else said uh, he has the logic of a five-year-old. I'm not that flexible and had to step on him, uh, that kind of thing. So anyway, so uh, so there you go. All right, uh, so there's some uh, cleanup there. 
<laughs> Ricardo from Galveston. I'm with Jeff. I'm done with Draymond for a while. Loved him at Michigan State, though. <laughs> just like, just own it, man. Yeah. 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 He said in the past, that's how he hypes himself up is he, he plays in that kind of like all over that the place style. There's, there's it is right there on ESPN right now. I'm saying like, Craig. yeah, but when you get caught, like don't make excuses for it. Just being, eh, it is what it is or whatever. It's just own it, man. And it doesn't look good. It's not a good look when it, with that, when, the, when he's doing that. The flexible thing is just, is a really poor excuse. I mean, it, it's a, it's an emphatic right foot stop, I, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not anti Draymond Green. I think he's a hell of a basketball player, but it's a history of pattern, and that's why he was ejected last night. <laughs> I like CB. Shaq said last night he would have done the same thing as Draymond Green. Shaq would have stomped a hole through somebody. Like, I don't. Cam, what year were you born? 97. 97. So you don't really remember Prime Shaquille O'Neal. I've watched this Lakers Dude, games. You can't. And Craig, you you did you, did you call any of Shaq's games or watch any of his games? When sure he was did. Cole, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then his high school all star game. Remember the one where I said it was the worst yeah. interview I ever had afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> and then his time, like you can't to mm-hmm. somebody who wasn't there to watch prime Shaquille O'Neal, you can't begin to describe what a dominating force he was. Like other than Wilt Chamberlain, I don't know that we've ever seen anybody like Shaq that was just that. That could control a basketball game just with his his size and athleticism combo the way he did. The 1999 to 2002, those three seasons of, of peak Shaq. Dude. Those high, if you haven't YouTube those highlights, just do it. It was not like it was not fair. It should be shown in, in school. It should be part of the public education curriculum watching <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal highlights. Like when Shaq was locked in, man, just dude. A force, a force that will probably never, because especially the way the game is gone, it's like that's a force that will probably never seen it, be seen again in my lifetime. Yeah, and so he said. Brock is similar to Draymond. No, he's not. No, you know why? Because Brock owns it. Yeah, Brock owns. Brock Cunningham doesn't hide from who he is. Yeah, yeah. He's a hard nosed player. Whatever he doesn't, he doesn't try to mask about it. Uh, somebody else said anything bad that happens to Green, I'm happy about it. I haven't cared for him since his run in with KD. Yeah, yeah. If and CB says if Shaq would have kept in shape, he would have been greater than he was. Yeah, yeah. He still, I think he's admitted it too publicly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I've I've been impressed with what he's done with his life beyond basketball. Shaq is in, in that respect. Shaq is like to to basketball what Babe Ruth is to baseball. Like yeah, as good as the numbers were, can you imagine like if he just was more was less concerned with being the jovial guy off the mm-hmm. floor than you know less concerned with that and more concerned with you know honing his craft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, said so Timmy D used him. Fisher at zero point four bailed him out. <laughs> Remember the Derek Fisher. And here come the Spurs fans. Oh, yeah, Tim Duncan, so great. By the way, Tim Duncan, not the greatest power forward ever. It's one of the most flawed arguments. He's got rings. Always fundamental. Dude, I would take prime Kevin Garnett over prime Tim Duncan in a heartbeat. Mm. Let let that let that marinate, Spurs fans. Ooh, there. Uh, so an, uh, Indominus Sue thinks Draymond Green is an okay guy. <laughs> I thought I was watching Sue. He said, and the person says, Brock Cunningham is trash. The, nah, the Indomitian Sioux thing, though, let me say this about Indomitian Sioux. The Indomitian Sioux thing is disappointing because he didn't need to be dirty. 
Uh, like he was just good enough. He he was just good enough to get by on his natural God given ability without being a Richard. Like that's part of who Draymond is, and like the, again, the fact that he refuses to own it is why I don't like Draymond Green. Like Dominican Sue didn't need to do that, right? You know, just if he'd have just played and just just kept his head on straight, dude, the guy would have been a multi time All Pro, might be headed to Canton. Like he's that good, but you know, I don't know why he felt the need, especially earlier in his career, to do some of the things he did. Yeah. Uh oh, somebody disagreeing with you. That was silly, Jeff. Well, you know, whatever. It was silly. We can get into that debate at some point if you want to. <laughs> uh, uh, there's going to be somebody that wants to debate basketball that's going to sit Somebody down else with... says Duncan was leaps and bounds ahead leaps of Leaps and bounds my south end. Dude, come on. Some of y'all <laughs> Spurs fans need to just take the, the black and silver glasses off and look at those two guys objectively. <laughs> Kevin Garnett, this was Kevin Garnett drugged Sam Cassell and a bunch of schlubs to the Western Conference Finals once upon a time. Tim Duncan was playing with other Hall of Fame players. Tony Parker's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Ginobili's already there. The greatest coach ever in Greg Popovich. I don't take anything away from Tim Duncan, but like, let them switch teams, and are the results the same? Yeah, they probably are. And you know what? With Prime KG, they might actually even be better. Hmm. Okay. A very yeah. silly, ignorant argument. All right. Just go look at the numbers. Go look at what prime Kevin Garnett did with much less around him in Minnesota. And tell me this. You put Kevin Garnett on the Spurs. You put Tim Duncan on the Timberwolves. What are the results? Does Tim Duncan have that many rings? No, he doesn't. Does Kevin Garnett have multiple championships? Absolutely he does. So Kyle is saying the total IQ of the show went down 100 points, you know, with that Kevin Garnett remark. That's fine. That's fine. Believe believe what you want. You're not you're not talking me off that ledge. That, you know, I, that I, is a hill upon which you are prepared to die. I'm willing to yes, to perish on that hill. Uh there's no debate, Jeff Garnett. Eat not even in the Duncan class. You Are just you kidding that you me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not even in the class. Y'all act like Tim Duncan was like George Mike and Wilt Chamberlain and like Kobe all combined in one. Like, dude, Tim Duncan was good. You said he's Kevin Garnett's not in the same class. Dude, get out of here with that. A seven footer that could run the floor like Kevin Garnett, that was that athletic, that could shoot, that was the best defensive player in the league during his time. Dude, get out of here with that. Not in the same class garbage. <laughs> not in the same class uh Dude, that's y'all spurs fans drinking all that kool-aid gone to your heads wow you just you just kind of wandered into this you know we were going and all of a sudden you were like ready for launch today. god god forbid i i step on the sanctity of tim duncan's blessed basketball career um but- listen I, I, i'm gonna say this uh, and CB points out Duncan thirty three and nineteen versus Garnett six. And Kevin 10 Garnett plus. played in Minnesota. CB the Minnesota freaking Timberwolves. Uh, Kevin Garnett started his career playing with David Robinson and Sean Elliott. He had the greatest coach of all time coaching him. Um, anyway, uh, what I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say that no matter how you feel about Tim Duncan versus Kevin Garnett, no matter how you feel about them, it would be incorrect. For either side to say that one was vastly ahead of the other, either side, because both are Hall of Famers. Both are already in the Hall of Fame. Kevin Garnett was a 15-time All-Star. He was nine-time All-Star. He was a a 2008 NBA champ with Boston. Uh, He's been an All-Star MVP, a league MVP. So I get what you're saying about um, Tim Duncan. And by the way, I don't 
uh, necessarily disagree with the people who support uh, Tim Duncan on the argument. I'm just saying to say one is way ahead of the other is incorrect because the numbers show that on their own. So that's that's all I was going. to All right, on. now this is this is the funny one. I'd take Sean Kemp over Kevin Garnett. No way you'd take Fat Sean Kemp over Kevin Garnett. Now, like Prime Sean Kemp before he became a serial fornicator, then okay, we, we might we might have somewhat of a rational discussion about that. But um, of course, Timmy D, fifteen time All Star in the Hall of Fame, five time <laughs> Jeff NBA is now champ. the Draymond Green of like the town. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. Uh, both were 15-time All-Stars. Both of them were. They were uh, uh, both were 15-time All-Stars. Uh, so that's why I said to put one way ahead of the other would be faulty, uh, no matter how you feel on either side of that. Fence. KG was also a Defensive Player of the Year in 08, by the way. Yeah. Just throw that out there. Nine times All-Defensive First Team. Yeah. So, uh, but but there are those who will not listen to that. Or somebody said, well, with that ridiculous argument, I guess Michael Jordan is not great either since he had Phil Jackson. I'm not talking about MJ. I'm talking about uh, y'all are losing sight of the the argument I'm making. It's this notion that Kevin Garnett isn't in Tim Duncan's league. That in and of itself is asinine. Garnett over Duncan is my personal opinion. But you're going to say he's not even in Tim Duncan's league? Right. That I can't get down with that. That is... That is nine nine kinds of stupid right there. Hey, MJ from Hearn is says Bree Jeff. I'm with you about Duncan. Thank right. you, MJ from Hearn. Mm-hmm. And then, sorry, Walmart killed your town twice. Hey, but he told us yesterday <laughs> it's coming up, back. It's coming back again. You know, uh, bona fide smart ass Texans, and I'm not a Spurs fan, but you're an idiot. He says, an "All right, idiot? that's cool. That's cool." <laughs> Leaps and bounds. Dude, get out of here with that. Uh, leaps and bounds doesn't make sense. And all that other stuff. Look, just do the comparison of the numbers. They were both 15-time All-Stars. You can't say leaps and bounds over two Hall of Famers. <laughs> you can't say that. I don't disagree with those who feel that way about Tim Duncan. At all. I don't. But to say that one is leaps and bounds ahead of the other, I think, is faulty it is, logic. It is, my, it is my personal opinion, again, before we go to the break, because we're up against it. Yeah. I would take prime Kevin Garnett over prime Tim Duncan. That's just my personal opinion. We can debate that. Where I got hot was leaps and bounds. Dude, if you're just saying that, either you're a Kevin Garnett hater or you're a Spurs homer, one or the other. It leaps and bounds. There's no there's no way you can say that and, and to yourself feel good that you just made a logical point. The uh, uh, Beaver Lance Jason said, Tim Duncan wasn't good. He was great, but. I wouldn't say Garnett wasn't as good as Tim. Very similar. It's a great argument. I've never considered. Where's Bill Wennington following this conversation? Craig, I wouldn't put Bill Wennington with the greatest front court players ever, but you would put him with the greatest trivia teammates. Hey, correct? He was on a, he was on a trivia team uh that that uh won a couple of round trip uh airfares on British Airways to Europe that I was <laughs> I think it'd be safe to say I quarterbacked that team. That was, How much did Bill contribute? Because he he, he got Bill's... one hockey question about the Boston Bruins. <laughs> he did because he he's from Canada. He and he knew he? he and he and he was very proud of that. He got one question, and it was and it's something about the Boston Bruins, and he got it correct. So it was Bill Winnington's from Canada. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So he would say y'all were standing side by each during this? side by each. Yeah, uh, it would say so. Yeah, so I'm just saying, you know, he. Um, 
uh, you know, we Bill Weddington was really good on that trivia team, at least for one question there. <laughs> Bill Schoding saw him several years ago to remind him that he goes, yeah, he goes, that dude carried us. <laughs> he, said, he goes, we got a, we got a trip to it out of it. Out I love of that. that story. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll set aside the Tim Duncan versus Table Kevin Garnett argument. Boop. We'll just set that aside. See, for those of you who, um, I'm not faulting you for this, but for those of you who get kind of um, agitated at times, who feel that there's, quote, unquote, not enough sports talk and argument. What just happened on the show, if you went to Pluckers, you know, and, and, and sat down there and, and engaged with it, that's the kind of discussion you might have there. So that's okay. No, uh, I want to tell you, my blood pressure is fine. Ask Craig. I'm perfectly calm right yep. now. I'm good. Yes. Yes. Now don't worry about me. I'm fine. It's okay for a person to get exercise without endangering their health. Every time one of us gets a little agitated and says something, like, easy, are you okay? You're not going to have a stroke. stroke. This temperature goes up. Doesn't mean it can't be regulated and come back down. Oh, no, that's that's, a, that's a, one of my favorite Kenny Powers quotes. Hey, I'm not trying to be the best at exercise. Yeah. That's if he ran marathons. By the way, hey, real quick before we go to break, too. Yeah. Uh, I did have some, apparently I have a small amount of pull here in the building yesterday. Remember I was saying yesterday that I wasn't happy that we had like those small eight-ounce cups in the break room? Yeah, the little uh, styrofoam ones. Cam informed me today. He's like, oh, yeah, there's new cups in there. Somebody heard you. So I don't know if it was Christina or who it was, but thank you. I for think the, it was Christina. And then not the, only. The, the nice solo cups. And then not only that, it's purple. I, well, because it's, it's Easter themed, though, because like, there's purple and yellow. And, like, I thought it was blue. because you're a proud Florence High School graduate. Nah, somebody has some cups left over from like an Easter party or something. But that's cool. Hey, you sure about that? We got, yeah, because I'm, I'm, yeah, you go back and look. There's like yellow and blue cups. <laughs> but they're big cups. So. <laughs> I love this. Purple Buffalo's daddy says, Gerald is and always has been leaps and bounds better than Florence. Go Cougs. Uh, <laughs> if you're Gerald, then that means your life is one leap or bound away from being in the toilet. Somebody else said, hey, Duncan and Garnett are usually listed one and two on that. Kind of hard to be leaps and bounds when you're arguing the top two. Thank you. So uh, so next thing you know, Spurs fans will be trying to say David Robinson is better than Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> I love me some David Robinson. Yeah, there, 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 there you go with another another can of worms on that. All right, up next. Yeah, do- trust me. I know there's plenty of Spurs and Rockets fans that listen to this show. I'm not, I'm not going to. Open up that Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah, probably don't, don't need to do that. All right. <laughs> Coming up, uh, we'll have uh, this hour's long or notebook when we continue to light the tower on the horn, 1049, 1019 AM, twelve sixty. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and hornfm.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. Down. Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get out? 
We were getting down on this uh, argument where folks were going after Jeff about the Kevin Garnett versus Tim Duncan argument. APD number one says, leaps and bounds. The distance between one and two is big. (laughs) Leaps and bounds. That's it. He said, said, Trey Elling used to make me switch the station. Now it's Jeff. Just kidding. Just kidding. But then he says, go home, Jeff. You're drunk. Leaps and bounds. Say it again, Craig. Leaps and bounds. The difference between one and two is big. I'm going to disagree with you there on the leaps and bounds thing. They are two Hall of Famers. APD number one, I still appreciate your contributions to Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. That's why I said at the start of the show, we will always take the contributions. Always, no matter how that's I've only I've only banned one person or two people, two people from the text line. One per- person because they said something went over the line, and then somebody else that just didn't know how to behave themselves. Mm. Purple Buffalo's daddy? No, no. No, I'm still amazed that he actually can, since he went to Gerald, that he can actually make a smartphone function, knows how to do that properly. He says purple is the ugliest color, fits in with Florence, go Cougs, he says. Uh, uh, By the way, it is, you know, Gerald resident Kobe Minchie who will get the start tomorrow for Texas. Remember, remember, Kobe didn't go to Gerald High School. He was homeschooled, which is good. Because yeah. he didn't learn about the Gerald tradition of rolling in the hay with your sister and all the other ri- weird rituals they do on that into 487. So, Hey, Hilary, if it's someone quickly, sell Jeff their Kevin Garnett rookie card. Uh, I, I already have one, actually. See. I have one uh, in a nice PSA 9 slab sitting <laughs> on my desk at home. Do you have a Duncan card? Uh, no, I don't have a Tim Duncan card. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, somebody else, hey, boy, this is something that could engender some conversation. It said... Uh, uh, Pop is the most overrated NBA coach, as without Duncan and the Admiral, the Spurs haven't won, as he says, Jack, sheet, like a Ooh. sheet of paper. I don't know that I'd, I'd, I, I'd go well, that far I wouldn't far go either. there. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go there. See, now, did you hear that, Spurs fans who are getting after uh, Jeff? He's with you on, on Pop. He's with you on Pop. You know? And if I'm ranking head coaches, if I'm power ranking the greatest NBA head coaches, Pop might be number one on my list. I don't know if I can go all the way there with you on that, but I'd have to think but he's about a top it. five. I haven't thought about I haven't thought about power ranking said list. So Pop, Auerbach, Steve Kerr, Phil Jackson. That's that's four. That I, I would you put, have to name. I would put Phil Jackson above Steve Kerr just because of the egos Phil Jackson had to manage to make that thing function. Oh, for sure. Phil Jackson would probably be number one on my list. Not, that wasn't in order. That and was Red Auerbach might be number two, but Pop might be the three. Third, yeah, there. That's, that's fair. That, that's fair. I, I, that, that, I'd have to really think about it a lot to, to, to do that, but it's probably my knee-jerk reaction. And then Steve be. Nash, five? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Who who was the Mavericks coach, Craig, that quit during the press conference when you were covering them? Dick Mata. Dick Mata quit. Uh, he was their original coach when they were uh when they came in as an expansion team in nineteen eighty. Did a great job building him. Dick Mata won an NBA title right, as yeah. coach of the Bullets, the Washington Bullets, back in uh, seventy eight and got him back to a final in seventy nine. Is that West Unsealed? Uh yes. And and uh, Elvin Hayes. Uh, Kevin Porter. I mean, he had he had he had some great players uh, on that team. Uh, Bobby Dandridge, who had been uh, with Milwaukee when they won a title, so he did a heck of a job, uh, and then got him back to the finals in '79 when they lost to Seattle. But he was the Mavericks coach and got him to the Western Conference Finals uh, in uh, the '87. Uh, no, no, '80. Got him to the Western Semifinals. I guess it was '85 when they lost. Uh, 
to uh, the Lakers. And then when they got beat in the second round in 86-87, no, in the first round, by Seattle, mm-hmm. and they were favored and they lost three games to one, uh, and there was some grumbling and all that kind of stuff that was going on. And he walks in. We we all thought when we went out there, it was just a, uh, like a season evaluation thing mm-hmm. where he was going to talk, and he went. And it was at the Mavericks practice facility and at this one little podium, and he walked up with a prepared statement. And he looked at everybody, and he said, okay, I just want to say blah, 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 I've tried, and da, 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 da. And he said, so at this point, I'm resigning as head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And then turned around and walked out. No questions. And everybody was just... You know, because it, it was like the last two to three lines came like that because you you didn't see it 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 it, it blindsided everybody, and then uh, John McLeod came in. They went to the Western Finals the next year, lost yeah. to the Lakers. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was him. It was Dick Mana, the original coach. Um, <laughs> my my favorite one like that was when Charlie Strong was at Texas, and the the Monday after they beat North Texas in his first game, mm-hmm. he's running down every, all the good things that happened, all the goals and. Right before he takes questions, it's a uh, and just a quick injury report. Uh, David Ash has a concussion. We don't know if or when David's going to play again. And uh, Dominic Espinosa is out for the rest of the year. He's got a broken ankle and won't play anymore. Talk about burying right, the questions lead. Were, let's let's go back to those last two tidbits right there. Forget yeah. everything you said for the previous five minutes. Let's focus on those two right there. <laughs> uh, before we get to the book, somebody's worried about Pat Riley. He believes yep. in the conversation. Yeah, Pat Riley's in there. Absolutely. I, I'm with you, Craig. I would probably I would put Phil Jackson number one. Uh-huh. Uh, probably Red Auerbach, too. And then after that, uh, it's whatever. You can convince me of any order. Maybe pop three. Maybe Pat Riley makes a really good argument for being in the top five. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, speaking of great power forwards, until the drugs took Roy Tarpley, he's pretty good. He was. He was the sixth man of the year on that 87-88 yes. Mavericks team that went. Somebody else said, Jeff, I'm with you on the KG deal. The man was an animal. Passionately played with. so good. Said Duncan was amazing, but didn't play with the tenacity of KG. Um, so uh, there's... Well, see, that's like, don't even make a David Robinson, make yeah. David Robinson a comparison to Hakeem the Dream. Not even close. See? Swarm would not say it's not even close. Swarm would disagree with you. Mm. That that's that's where emotion really rolls into it. With the when you say things like leaps and bounds and not even close, emotion about how you are tied to a certain player in a franchise, and that's fan loyalty, and and you know, but there has to be some realis- realism. Um, you know, like here's the deal: Am I going to say Emmett Smith is the greatest Dallas Cowboy ever? No, I'm not. But I'm not going to say Emmett Smith is my favorite cowboy ever. Different, absolutely. He's number one on my list. Okay, back to no corner. Favorite, cow- uh, best Dallas cowboy ever was. I mean, Roger Staubach is the only correct answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's some who would say Bob Lilly, Mister Cowboy. It's either it's one of those two. It, it has to be one of those. Two. Uh, you know, so that would start a whole new argument in conversation. So I think my dad would come back from the grave and. Smack me in the face if I said anybody but Roger Staubach. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody pointed Rudy T. Not only a great power forward, great coach too. Yeah, back to back. Did you read that John Feinstein book about him? About I never did. Man, I and I really should because I yeah, you know, some of his stuff is really good. Yeah, I, I yeah that needs to. I need to mark that down as I, one I need to read. Uh, anyway, Chuck, we, Chuck Daly and Don Nelson. Chuck Daly won a couple of titles. Was a, a Hall of Famer. Don Nelson, Nelson. Don Nelson is a great coach in my book because he believed in one Dirk Nowitzki. He, he was did all do on that. the Dirk Nowitzki train. He did do that. Yeah. All right, it's time for our notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. 
Uh, we actually got some bad breaking news. I don't need you to hit a sounder, Cam, but uh, remember the portal rundown I did for yep. basketball sure last did. segment? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, Jaden Nunn is off the board. He committed to Baylor about okay. five minutes ago. Okay. So, so you updated it. Yep. Every, you know, what I had heard on that deal, Craig, was the Texas staff felt like it did everything it could. It just felt like the one thing they were really working against was Baylor got in on him the minute he hit the portal. And then, like I said, Texas, because of the A.J. Johnson situation unfolding the way it did and because of the Arterio Morris situation unfolding with him hitting the portal, that was the only thing that I was told they were worried about was they just probably just got into the race a little bit too late. But Mm -hmm. put their best foot forward over the weekend and, you know, took their best shot. But uh, I think they gave him something to think about because I was told it was all Baylor before he took that Texas visit. So, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, is what it is. Jaden Nunn's heading to Baylor. So Texas will uh, kind of regroup. And then they, they've got other guards on their radar. I, I think this just m- drives home the point that you, the need for Tyrese Hunter to come back. And, you know, Max Aismas is, that's probably a must win battle at this point. I mean, Max Aismas. Craig, again, I'll, I'll ask you the same thing. I asked you about Jaden Nunn. Did you watch how much Oral Roberts hoops did you watch this year? I saw a little bit of it. I did. Uh, Max a Asmus, of games. Max Asmus would fill the, uh, fill the Marcus Carr role for you as a guy that can have the ball in his hands in crunch time, a guy that can be your leading scorer, uh, a guy who filled it up at Oral Roberts. So I think he's probably must. And, you know, that's definitely a Texas-K-State battle at this point. So isn't it weird that I was just talking about Max Aismas from Oral Roberts and I just got a solicitation call from the state of Oklahoma? That's random. Um, How about that? And the four, I don't see that 405 area code pop up on my phone too much. But, no, that's it's unfortunate for Joe. But, again, like we said in the first hour, Caden Shedrick is on campus right now. If you get Dylan DeSue back, I love that that potential combo you've got with those two up front. You get Tyrese Hunter back. If you can get Max Aismas, you throw Ron Holland out of that mix with uh, Brock Cunningham coming back. Also, don't forget Alex Anamekwe is still on this team. You you can put together a, a rotation, a group that can allow you to compete in the Big 12 next year. It's one thing you've got to remember about this league, Craig. Everybody is reloading in the Big 12 this year. There's not a team in the conference that's just, oh, yeah, we're just going to run it back with what we got. Everybody's dealing with portal issues. Everybody's trying to fill out rosters. Kansas includes. I, I believe Kansas is hosting uh, Arturo Moore starting today for a visit. That's right. So, uh, you know, that's, that is what it is with the portal. And, again, just to kind of re-wrap, I want to get back more into uh, some spring football tomorrow, just kind of some, call it spring football residuals, as you like, the phrase you like to use, Craig, a little cleanup on the spring game. The cleanup, yep. Starting mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, but just, again, just to re-rack again what we said in the uh, in the first hour, Trill Carter, the Minnesota defensive lineman, commits to Texas yesterday. You know, Texas is going to have to need some guys to go into the portal to make room for more portal additions. I just love the fact that, and then I was thinking it before Sark said it on Saturday, and I'm glad he said it because it reaffirmed in my mind what I was thinking. The depth on this team is really good, and you see that it's it's, it's a lot of young depth, and it's got a chance to grow. And, and this team, I like the upside of this team. You know where they are at that you you hope anyway that the team that you see on September second against Rice is by far the, the team that you see at the end of the season, for Texas fans listening, hopefully in a Big 12 championship game, that that team is drastically different than the one you see on September 2nd because of the growth potential that this group has. But that's what makes the portal a luxury, not a necessity. The portal was a necessity Sark's first year. Yeah, you just need bodies. Was. You just need bodies in there. 
But now it's it's a luxury where you can kind of pick and choose and really be picky on who you had. Like I said, maybe an extra tight end. Maybe you shore up you know, safety or offensive line or, or inside back or whatever positions, edge, whatever positions that you're not sure of that you might think you're one injury away from maybe being in some trouble. That's that's the kind of stuff you can you can fill in the portal now. But Trill yeah. Carter, again, I like guys with multiple years of eligibility. And, and, you know, with those four defensive tackles you've got with uh, Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, those guys that are draft eligible, now you bring in Trill Carter. If if you have a max, mass exodus after this season, you've at least got a guy that's going to stick around for another year to, to be a veteran presence with some of those younger guys on your roster. True. Yeah. Aaron Bryant's and Zach Swanson's and guys like that. Sadir Mitchell, et cetera. All right, uh, so there is your Longhorn Notebook. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Well, we're getting ready to wrap it up from here. Uh, somebody asked, why is Arterio Morris leaving? I think you put it. <laughs> I'd ask an honest question. Does it matter? He's not coming back, so you know. it was. It didn't have any. It, it didn't have anything to do with the Texas basketball program, from yeah. what I know. I'll say that much. Uh, so there you go. I'll come back in tomorrow wearing my Kevin Garnett jersey. Uh, <laughs> check the stats between the two of them if you're still with APD number one's take about leaps and bounds. But we still love you, APD number one. That's why we are happy to read your text there. I enjoy the feedback regardless. Absolutely. Hey, somebody said, Stallback! <laughs> Greatest <laughs> cowboy ever. And somebody else said that as well. Uh, okay. When your nickname's Captain America, you have to be number one on that list, right? It has to be. All right. Uh, thanks to producer, Cam Parker. From a co-host, Jeff Howe, I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. Coming up next, it'll be Chad and Zay. Say what he thinks about that, about leaps and bounds about that. Now, you, you want to get somebody going about hoops. Yeah, you that's what say I'm saying. You. Ask him about it. Right before you ask him about Draymond Green, because he is after all Zaymon at our place. I right. like I like Zaymon much better than I like Draymond. So do I. We'll visit with you tomorrow. Actually, Jeff will be there. I'm uh, uh, moderating oh, yeah, I'm a panel discussion. Tomorrow. Moderating a panel discussion with Hall of Fame coaches. Speaking of Hall of Fame, in uh, Waco, and I'll be back on Thursday. Get ready for uh, two hours of debauchery on the air. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next time. I like the tower.